unfulfilled. Where were the my life is now perfect sparks? And as I sat there, I worked out that the problem must be my career. I could see its future so clearly laid out before me and it filled me with dread. I realised that I wasn't going to be happy sitting behind a desk for the next forty years, for the rest of my life, making rich people richer. I had worked really hard to get this qualification in a respected profession, but was now left thinking, surely my career should offer me more than this. Is this it? Is this all I get from life? When it dawned on me that my career to date felt somewhat meaningless, it was devastating. I was really scared about contemplating anything but law. Law identified me. Indeed, I thought it defined me. A lot of lawyers are like this. It's your label, it's who you are. To lose that identity was going to make me feel naked and completely empty. If you're not a lawyer, what are you? Who are you? When I got back from my honeymoon, I could see that I was getting myself into a downward spiral of job-related despair. But I didn't know how to fix it. I literally went to Google and typed in something like, What to do if you hate your career? Ian King has never been conventional. When he left secondary school, he spent a year busking around Europe, playing the guitar standing on his head. One summer, while at college in the early 1990s, he and a friend crossed into northern Iraq from Turkey, where they befriended a group of Kurdish freedom fighters, travelled around with them in a jeep full of machine guns and handheld missile launchers, and narrowly escaped being kidnapped. Later, Ian started up a national student newspaper, which folded after half a dozen issues, then volunteered as a researcher for a political party. Never having had much of a career plan, he ended up as an expert on peace-building for the United Nations and other international organisations. He helped introduce a new currency in Kosovo and has worked alongside soldiers on the battlefront in Afghanistan. He has also found time to write a philosophy book and to spend a year as a house husband in Syria, the lone father at baby groups in the Damascus expatriate community. When Ian's wife was pregnant with their second child, he decided it was time to give up his precarious freelance career and get a steady job back in London to support his family. He found a post in the civil service and now advises the government on its overseas humanitarian policies. He describes it with great enthusiasm. The issues are fascinating, the people stimulating, and he's using his first-hand knowledge of conflict situations. Yet, there is a lurking discomfort. Somehow, being a civil servant doesn't quite fit with how he sees himself. Work and self are out of alignment. The job is interesting, but it's rather conventional for the kind of person I am. I feel it isn't the permanent me. When I sit on the tube in the morning, I sometimes notice that I'm wearing a suit and I'm 40. I'm middle class, I'm white, I'm male, and I live in one of the more conventional suburbs of London. And I think, where's the guy who used to stand on his head in the tube and play the guitar? On the face of it, I look like a very conventional person, yet I still regard myself as deeply unconventional. Paradox is too strong a word, but there's a tension there. At this time in my life, I have to accept the tension. I'm more conventional than I might otherwise be because I've got young kids and I'm the single breadwinner. I'm not about to leave my job, but I sometimes wonder, should I really stick with this forever? Great Expectations
The desire for fulfilling work, a job that provides a deep sense of purpose and reflects our values, passions and personality, is a modern invention. Open Samuel Johnson's celebrated dictionary published in 1755 and you will discover that the word fulfilment does not even appear. For centuries, most inhabitants of the Western world were too busy struggling to meet their subsistence needs to worry about whether they had an exciting career that used their talents and nurtured their well-being. But today, the spread of material prosperity has freed our minds to expect much more from the adventure of life. We have entered a new age of fulfilment, in which the great dream is to trade up from money to meaning. For Rob, Samira and Ian, it's not enough to have a respectable career offering the old-fashioned benefits of a healthy salary and job security. Paying the mortgage still matters, but they need more.